Hey, welcome back to the DC Beer Show. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode. I'm in the studio today. This is Richard, and uh, I'm hosting alone today, but I'm in the studio with two of my favorite people in the craft beer world. We are going to talk about how breweries and brew pubs are becoming community spaces. Um, and I'll do a little, let me just, before I introduce the guests, I'm going to do a little bit of background on this because, you know, back before Prohibition, breweries and pubs and saloons were sort of meeting places uh, for people to get together and talk over a stein uh, and things like that. And actually, my company, which is called Junto Media and produces this podcast and a bunch of other podcasts, um, is named after something called the Junto which was started by Benjamin Franklin when he was 23 years old in, in Philadelphia. Uh, and he brought a group of people to come together in a pub and drink and talk about community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Junto led to things like the first lending library in Philadelphia, the first volunteer fire department in Philadelphia. Uh, so the history of, of breweries and pubs being community spaces goes back centuries, literally centuries. And then after Prohibition, of course, when things changed, the laws just made that much harder, right? Uh, But now that we have breweries in neighborhoods and and in communities, a lot of the breweries and brew pubs in, in, well, all across the country, really, but particularly here in D.C. and in the surrounding uh, suburbs, we're seeing a lot more breweries, and I'm sure you, the listener, are too, who, who are really focusing on that community aspect of what uh, of what's going on in the community. So I have with me today to talk about this, Lynn Holland from Three Stars Brewing Company. Hi, Lynn. Hi. So glad you're here. And uh, Brian Vandenover mm-hmm. from Red Bear. Hi. Well, hello. <laughs> so good to have you back on the show, Brian. Um, and Glad to be here. Uh, so you both are doing interesting things related to community. Let's start with you, Lynn. Um, I have been so excited about some of the events that you've been putting on at Three Stars that is, that are bringing in like existing communities of people who around around certain kinds of hobbies, uh, particularly the plant swaps that you've been doing, where people are coming in to swap plants. So tell us a little bit about how you're also doing a yarn swap, but yeah. tell us how how those things came to be as ideas. Uh, tell us what folks thought, particularly, you know, uh, Mike and Dave at the brewery, what their thoughts were when you went about this idea. So I've always liked plants. And last spring, I was going through some mental health issues. And I thought, I'm going to sort of focus on my plants, met more people who like plants, particularly a lady called Danielle. And she and I started talking about trading them, swapping them. And we didn't have enough space in our apartments. At that point, um, at Bowtie, I was already doing a little knit club called See You Knit Tuesday. (laughs) But it wasn't big enough for, you know, the space. And so I talked to Dave and Mike. I'm like, hey, if we wanted to swap plants, hey, would you be cool with it? And they were like, sure, plants? Okay, (laughs) sure. Plants and beer go together like nothing you've ever heard before. (laughs) Hey, like There's plants in beer. Yeah. (laughs) Beer's made out of plants. And so anyway, I talked to my friend Danielle and a good friend from the homebrew store, Janessa, was like, I'll get involved. And what was going to be 10, 15 people turned into like, you know, 85 person RSV. We made a poster event and I was amazed at how popular it was and the vibe and like just the positivity and everyone was having a good time. And it was just something that I was like, wow, if I could bottle this, <laughs> it would be amazing. Wow. And 
even people who like knew me and knew plants were also like, wow. And yeah. Dave and Mike were like, definitely like, who knew? <laughs> I right? didn't. I didn't. So, so you've done two of these now, right? Three. Three plant swaps? Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, I know. I've been to one of them. Yep. And yep. I was blown away by just the the people and the, everybody, was, everybody was just having fun. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, you think plants and fun, do they go together? They absolutely do if you're you're talking about them. And you engaging. came to the first one and that yeah. was like kind of the small and it's like sort of gotten bigger since and just like the enthusiasm and people I've learned are feel free to come and talk about their emotions and they really bond with people about plants. And like people have said, yeah, it's because people don't judge me. They don't zone out. They're not bored by me. And I can be with all my friends, new friends, and um, have a great time. And no one judges, which to them is huge. And people have made friends from that. And they started their own little plant groups and clothing swaps and things. And it's really kind of like branched out. It's been amazing. Well, I I really like the system that you do. You write down your name and the plant it is and it, it just seemed like an easy system oh i like that plant yep i have this you have that we want it to be nice and casual yeah. just nothing official just like casual yeah. having fun with friends yeah know? and then that that expanded into yarn and like fabric at the swapping. at the end of the first plant swap a lady said would you ever do a yarn swap? And I'm like, sure. And I went home and Googled a lot of yarn things. <laughs> I called it wool. So I was like, what is a notion? <laughs> so I Googled all these things. And when I sent out the email, I made a point of putting the word notion in there because I really wanted that part of it. Uh-huh. And um, that really turned into something fun too. And it turned out that Harmony, who works at the brewery, taught our designer how to cast on is a knitting term. Oh, well, okay, later. sure. All right. And then, so she learned how to cast on, and then our designer ended up seeing her mom later and took yarn. And mom was like, I love to knit. And so started knitting, but she said, oh, I don't know how to cast on, which is basically starting. And so Kendra showed her mom how to cast on, and then an hour later, mom's got like this like three-foot-long scarf going on, and Kendra's like in tears and sends me <laughs> photographs. And people are running each other into each other on the buses now. Wow. I'm like, hey, I remember you from the yarn swap. You taught me how to knit. I, I only found this out yesterday. And to me, it's just, like, amazing. And a lot of people have said in, like, a sort of stifling town like D.C., it's lovely mm-hmm. to meet people mm-hmm. in, like, you know, non-political environment. And, mm-hmm. you know, we say no politics at the brewery. Come in, have fun, talk, meet friends, drink good beer. And it's nice to have something to do mm-hmm. while you're drinking the beer. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we we also have a small group of people, gay men, that came come in with their yarn and yep. their materials, and they do a stitch and bitch. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, they do. Uh, it's like on a Sunday, they do yep. it for like three hours, and yep. they just sit around. Yeah, it's crazy. The uh, the see and knit Tuesday at Bowtie, I call that the little stitch and bitch because yep, there's yep, not yep. really much stitching going on. There's <laughs> really not. There's like a couple of stitches, a couple of sips of a cocktail, and then did you hear about? Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Yeah, well, it's, you know, I mean, for so long, breweries, and and this isn't a criticism, this is a fact, like, things like district trivia, right? Breweries have trivia night, and there's bingo night now, and, and, you know, a place like Atlas is well-known if you like metal music. Mm -hmm. Atlas is a place to go to hear metal music, right? So all the, you know, breweries have always 
had sort of their thing, uh, their theme, whether it's live music or whether it's, you know, sort of events they do regularly to bring folks in. But I think what you're doing with these types of things, really bringing in a whole new group of people into the brewery to experience that kind of space. And, you know, you assume that they all will have a beer or two, of course, but the knitting groups that I know, for example, I'm much older than most of the people <laughs> I spend my time with in the beer community. Um, but I know a lot of older folks. We've all mm-hmm. got kids who've gone off to college, and there's a lot of knitting going on. And they all like three stars. But boy, when they heard about the knitting thing. Your I, wife was like one of the first people there. Oh, was she? Yeah. I bet she was, yeah, with a b- big group of our friends. Uh-huh. Um, but that's such a different, like, you know, okay, you li- like live music. Going to a brew pub or going to a brewery to see bands play is kind of given. Like, that's nothing unusual. Yeah. But but bringing in that sort of different different crowd, different interests, and making three stars the, the focal point of uh, people coming together, I think is just genius. And, and it really does get back to that sort of what, what breweries and pubs used to be. And so I, I'm really yeah. excited about that. And I've been, I've been to... Well, I came the day of the yarn swap, but we came later because Adam and I don't knit. So. <laughs> you don't yarn. We don't. We don't yarn. <laughs> um, and I've been to the plant swaps too. I love plants myself, uh, and but I haven't actually participated in one yet. Because, okay. uh, but but I but I need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then what you guys are doing at Red Bear is oh, us. Yes. Is, <laughs> is is similar in in a lot of ways. Uh, different. Yeah, but similar. So yeah. uh, there are two things, two, two sort of communities. I think you guys have done a really great job at focusing on. Obviously, the gay community, and and then the deaf community being so close to Gallaudet. I would add a third. Oh, really? Yeah, board gamers. <gasps> right. Yes. Yes. Because there's first of all, you have the best game collection <laughs> of any brewery I've ever been to. We have two hundred different unique board wow. games that you can rent out. For free, it's I mean, free. It's just you got loan out. You it? loan out, yes, yeah. that you can play, and all of our tables can support the boards. Yeah, we made that very important when we built the space. Yeah, so I would add that third. Yeah, and that, that's actually a really good point because when we first spoke, we we've, we've spoken to you guys on the show two, I think twice. Once when you just got that space and it was completely empty and nothing but concrete. Oh yeah. And yes. once when you were really close to getting open, and that was when we first learned about the games. Um, and Adam and I were, were both shocked <laughs> at like how many games. And that was really sort of the first community that that I saw you really focusing on. The time. At the time, right before you opened, it was over 100 games. And yep. I know you've added yep. many yep. since then. But but I know that me and my friends, Adam, his wife, my wife, and other friends have gone there just to play yeah. games. Yeah. So that's a great community. How did that piece, the game thing, come about for y'all? The game was actually an easy reach since uh, our, my my business partner, Cameron Raspit, uh, he's an avid board gamer. He loves board games. Uh, his collection is over 400 at this point. Wow. At home? At home, Yeah. Over 400 different board board games, so he was he already had that passion, and since we were we were building this, we all added pieces of our passion mm. to make this beautiful brewery. Uh-huh. His piece was we have to have board games. They're going to be unique. They're not just going to be Monopoly or Battleship or those things. But we're going to have those ones you can sit down and really immerse yourself into. Um, and we're committed to this. We're going to be committed to this, so we would get more than one copy of whatever. Yeah. So you could have it, and you could have it. And then we've we've gone one step further. We have back Kickstarter board games because there is a 
a ton of them on right. Kickstarter. Yeah. Brand new games that for anybody who, who doesn't know who Kickstarter is, you can you're you're trying to develop something and you can back them with mm-hmm. money. And so we to this day we're still doing it, and we even get games in that are not for retail out in the world yet because they're that new. So you have games that basically no other place in town has. Correct. Because you you get them basically before they go to retail. Wow, that's really cool. That's the level of commitment that we are doing for the board games. So that one was easy. We did that from day one. We knew we were going to do that. When we developed the space, I always, transitioning to uh, the LGBTQ side of things, uh, it was easy for us to do that, reach out to that community because we are a gay and brewery. 100%. Hundred um, percent. So we knew we were going to have that element always, because we love the Obviously, community. Yeah. We are part of the community. It works. So when we were designing this space, we had to. I'm like, we have to have a stage so we can do stuff on it. All right. Music, community things, events, stuff like that. But it was an easy transition to have. Let's have drag shows, yeah. <laughs> right? right. <laughs> yeah. So and that's, and that's but that's taken off because I mean oh, I think yeah. like oh, originally yeah. it was let's let's have a drag show. Let's have a drag show. A drag show. And um, now you're like the premier drag. We're definitely location. being becoming probably in the region. We're get, becoming very well known uh, for our drag performances because the, unfortunately there a lot of places have been closing. Uh, Cobalt closed, mm-hmm. town closed. Town is coming back, though. The places just have been closing. There's been a lot of transition. So uh, there's a lot of great talent out there, but they have very few places to perform at, uh, venues to that are, are consistent and people know about it. And so when we came on the scene, there's just there was just so many people that needed a space to perform on. And then we found the talented Desiree Dick. Mm-hmm. That's our resident drag queen. And she's been fabulous, love her to death. She finds all of her talent, and then uh, she creates the program, basically, of what's going on. So how many drag shows are you guys doing, like, a week now, average? A week? we It's it's about one a week okay. at this point. Um, and and I then think you that's, do, like, drag bingo once a month? Uh, we do drag bingo. Uh, so we don't do a drag show. Okay, it's a little different. So, yeah, help. Help me um, understand. <laughs> help, help um, we do – there's primarily three different drag – styles that we do. We do drag bingo, which is on uh, the second and fourth Tuesday of the month. It's always that. Mm-hmm. From seven to nine, it's always drag bingo. And the, how that works is it's uh, it's your traditional bingo, but the call girls are <laughs> drag queens. And we do we play two games, and then we do a drag show. They do the show. They do the, the actual the whole show stuff. They put everything back together on the stage and do two more games. Wow. And then they do another drag show. <laughs> so, so, it's, so it's two games, show, two games, show. show. Wow. Yeah, yeah. In two hours. They in wrap it up hours. all in two hours. That is pro. Yes. That is very um, pro. I want to I ping on. It is also for our drag bingo. It is AX, ASL accessible because we have interpreters that interpret all of it. Wow. That's amazing. Like all of that it. Is fantastic. They do the music, they they interpret all of it. That we'll get to that, the the, <laughs> the deaf community in a few minutes. Right. And then so we do that twice a month on Tuesdays. On the first Friday of the month, we do a slay them competition, that's what we call it. It's a drag competition for kings, queens, and anybody who really wants to perform in drag. And it's not the queens that are have made it and are our personalities. These are people looking to get into drag. Oh, and they don't like have a space. Talent show. Basically, for, yes. like improv. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like drag improv. Drag improv. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically their first 
it, from for quite a few of them, it has been their first performance ever in drag. Wow! Like in front of people, that's doing the huge. whole thing. I mean, that's, and that's an incredible service. Absolutely. I think that you're providing. Yeah. And so folks. we, um, the audience votes for the best performance of the night, and so they get money. Um, they get pictures with the trophy, and then they get entered into the pageant. We're gonna have we're gonna have a pageant in May. Mark your calendars. <laughs> uh, we're doing a slay them pageant, and then one of them is gonna become crowned red bear slay them. That's amazing. Per- that is fantastic. Person, <laughs> that is great. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. That's the best that of the pageant best. in yes. May, and that's fantastic because really, when you think about it, for that performance style, there's just not a lot of outlets to break. I would assume to break into that. I yeah, mean, it's um, not like it's not like the you know everybody. There's open mic nights. If you're if you if you right. play guitar, there's a million open mic nights you can go to all over town. But the amount of places that you can do a drag show are shrinking. Mm. It seems in the city. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with you. Um, you've got to break in somehow. And um, a lot of the queens and kings have daughters yep. and sons and that's how they kind of raise them into it well you can get me but i have this my daughter here um mm. maybe you could sign them too so there there is a there is a way to get people in but this is literally shining a light on these are new people right and this is the first time or second or third or whatever but, uh to perform that's, so, that is fantastic yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that really so, is cool desiree came up with the idea and i'm like yeah let's run with it um, and then, last but not least, we do a traditional drag show, usually once a month. In March, we're adding a second drag show because we're doing an all-black cast uh, drag show. Oh, it's wow. called Black Label. It'll be amazing <laughs> with Vagenesis. And so uh, we're very happy to have that at our space. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's, it, I mean, and it's. I mean, it comes back to what I was saying at the beginning, right? What you guys have taken this from, like, oh, let's do a drag show, which makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And there's other breweries that do drag events um, yeah. in town. Um, like you said, it's shrinking, but but taking it to that next level and taking it from let's do a drag show to let's become a focal point mm-hmm. for this community. Yeah. Let's create opportunities for mm-hmm. people who want to become part of this community. Mm-hmm. It's part of that community building thing in Absolutely. a way that I think lots of other folks haven't mm-hmm. haven't thought of or, mm-hmm. or don't necessarily realize. So that's yeah. really impressive. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We try. Uh, we, not only did we, we're doing the drag show th- for the LGBTQ community, we're just a inviting space anyway. It's right. part of our whole mission is to be as inclusive as, as possible. But we also tried to do something. I don't know. Have you heard of our bear bust, craft Mm-mm. beer bust? So no. we've done like four of them, five of them. So we do a craft beer bust. Have you ever heard of a beer bust? Basically, it's cheap beer for it's bottomless for like how many hours, like four hours or something like that. There's a gay bar here that does a beer bust on Sundays. So I'm like, well, let's take that idea and let's do that for craft beer. Hmm. And so we would do that once a month. So wait, let me let me uh, help me understand because sure. vaguely this sounds a little familiar from way back decades ago in my college days. But what exactly is a beer bust? It's basically it's it's for an, a determined amount of hours. It's one solid price, like twenty five dollars, thirty five dollars, and it's bottomless. And it's you just can bottomless. Have as much as you want. Just drink as much as you want. If yes. Uh, um, so we would do the same thing, but who, nobody was doing it for craft beer, right? So uh, we're like, well, let's do that for with craft. And we really were reaching out to the bear community and the gay community mm-hmm. to come out, do this bear bust on a Friday night. Love it. 
and we'd have a DJ and stuff like that. So we we are all also reaching out that way as well. Not just the drag. You know, drag is great and everything, mm-hmm. but we're like, there's other venues we can do. So cool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I was thinking about. I don't think anybody does these anymore. I think they're probably illegal in most states now. <laughs> All the bottomless, yeah. The, the decades ago, literally, when I was when I was uh, in my twenties and in college, um, people would put on. I can't remember what they called them, but basically, the deal was is like beers were a dime. Oh, oh they went up by the hour. No, oh. beers were a dime until somebody went to the bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's. I think that because. You know, you could you could actually hurt somebody. You could, you really that. could, yeah, yeah. Because if you're that stubborn, yeah. Um, Although nine times out of ten, when we used to go to these things, the person who went to the bathroom was a person who had no idea what was oh, going of course, on. Of right? course, it was just yeah. like somebody was just like, "I gotta pee," and they go to the bathroom, in. Oh, and then they come drink. out yeah. of the bathroom and like be pelted <laughs> with. How dare oh, you! Like <laughs> you just ruined our cheap drinking. And of course, that was cr- you know, it right. was ten cents a beer, so it was the worst beer. Well, yeah, Milwaukee's best yeah. or whatever. But you could slam a lot for ten. Oh, cents. I'm sure you could. Anyway, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's good that you're not doing that. No, 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 we're not doing that. But yeah, all you can drink for us for a fixed. Well, of course, every time you get that drink you're checking in with the bartender so if you are yeah, if right. you are at that point we still have the right to cut you off sure. you, it's not you're not guaranteed right <laughs> you're not getting you're not slamming 10 right but you know but it's still it's a lot of it sounds like a lot of it's fun actually, it's, it's actually uh, uh um you know craft beer was what seven eight nine dollars mm-hmm. but you only need how many to really make it Worth your time to yeah. be there. For, right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Three. Three at that rate. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds cool. like it's also replacing Bear Happy Hour at Town, which I know is sorely missed. Right. I, they actually moved that to Uproar. Oh, um, that's the, right. The group that mo- did that moved it to Uproar, which is fine. That's great. And that beer bust, I don't think was with that group. It's uh, Uproar just does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this the bear, beer bust thing. It went so. a couple of times. It was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all, it's always fun over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, at town? Oh, at yeah. Town. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm so glad it's coming back. And it's coming back into our neighborhood. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's on uh, North Capitol and K. Oh, that great. church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that red church there. The church. Yeah. The irony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody um, told me about a new brewery that's opening in a church somewhere nearby. Oh, in the district. I think in the district. Oh. Or it might be in the Maryland suburbs. I don't know. Oh. Anyway, we'll get back to you way on off that. topic. Keep, keep following. Yeah, keep following DC Beer. We'll tell you about that uh, when we actually have facts instead of me just spouting off random stuff. It's rumors. Over there. Rumors. So many rumors. Well, let's talk a little bit about the about the deaf community. Right. Yes. Well, Red Bear is situated very close to Gallaudet, which is a deaf uh, university. And we knew that going in when we got the space and everything. We're very close. So we made it an effort to, when we hire staff, when they accept the job or whatnot, we we basically, hey, we do want you to learn basic ASL. That is a part of your job as well. It's not just slinging that beer around. Right. That is something you need to do. Um, To help them, we, at at our uh, pre-shift meetings, we go over signs. Oh, cool. Signs you can sign to get that beer or uh, tell them what it costs or help. Uh, choose the beer behind them and whatnot. Uh, so converse, at least get to the point of you can sell the beer and have a transaction. Tell somebody where the bathroom is. Those types right, of things. Right, right, right. But the, but the basic transactions. Right, right. Um, we and do, all of your staff all ha- of has the, those, everybody ha- those is, capabilities. Yep, yep. That's fantastic. Uh, every, uh, every pre-shift we have uh, a sign of the day or and then 
we'd ask what you need work on and then help them out to there. Um, we also have been very fortunate. We have staff members that are fluent in ASL. Excellent. Um, that actually studied at uh, Gaeta. So um, that helps. We also reached out to the community. Like tonight, uh, we're having ASL Queer Night. So it's a, it's an open space for the LGBTQ deaf community to have a comfortable, inclusive, non-judgmental space for them at Red Bear. Uh, they do that once a month in our space. So, And then we also do ASL Trivia, which is all trivia in ASL uh, once a month. And so when we're inviting the deaf community in, it's not hard for the, the bartenders to get very used to signing because they are for five hours they right. are signing to, right. to get that beer and help uh, help the community. That's amazing. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's great and uh, it, the community loves us. They uh, we we try to do as much as we can to be as inclusive as possible. Yeah, it's been it's been a fun journey. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I keep trying to lean in more. Uh, we get we as much as we can because it is a cost to us to bring in interpreters right. for events. So we bring them ASL uh, interpreters. As much as possible. So anybody can listen and watch and be a part of our events. That's, that is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and very commendable. Yeah. Very commendable. I do have to say, I want to thank all the interpreters that we work with. They are the best in the world. They're easy to work with. And there has been no troubles. I, I, I put up a thing. They're like, yep. Ten of them will be like, yep, I will, I'll do this. <laughs> I'm just shocked. I, I've just been shocked how amazing the it, the interpreter community is in this city. It's amazing. So great. shout out there. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's check in and see if there's anything new that either of you have coming mm-hmm. down the pike in terms of these types of things. Lynn, are you thinking of you're, – you're going to keep doing the plant swaps. Yep. I hope so. We've just set the next date. It's going to be this morning. We just set it for March 29th. All right. Sunday. We like to do our Sunday swaps. Mm-hmm. And also going back to the community aspect, we're keeping it as swaps. People have reached out and said, can we sell plants? And we've said no. Ah. We have vendors coming in who can sell plant accessories, as we're calling them, but no actual selling of plants. Because we want to keep it as a swap, and you know, we don't want someone walking in with like you know a two hundred dollar like really exquisite plant that everyone's like, well, I just brought a little cutting of a pothos. <laughs> um, right, but I think that's well, I, I think that's important. Yeah, I, mean, I think you lose the community feel if yes. it's if it's like okay, now I have to get my wallet out and uh-huh. there you get that whole money exchange thing. So we've been working with Cultivate the City, who are a local nonprofit to run CSAs, and oh, nice. um, they build gardens in local schools. Um, I just started working with a local company called Grow It Tree in Motion. Um, he builds custom planters, which is what I'm carrying with me to take to a friend. Um, she, she literally walked into the studio with a box. Yep. Just a yep. big box. It's a very handsome box. It's a, with a, it's three a lovely star, box. Like a th- a three, three stars and two bars, a DC um, logo on it. Mm-hmm. Um, They're lovely. You should check out the – I think you can see them at the – if you check out the, the social media for three stars, uh, you, um, you will, you'll get to see it from the last plant swap. And they smell really good too because oh, yeah. it's cedar. Mm, okay. Nice. Um, and so we've been. I, I had a button lady came in and she made buttons. Oh. Or people could make their own buttons. And one ten-year-old boy who was precious came in and made ten, eleven buttons in a series because he wanted a swap for a little cactus that he saw. Oh, that's oh. adorable. He got the cactus. That's awesome. But he was <laughs> like, "Mom has thousands of plants at home, but only brought four. 
Mom was like, <laughs> not true. I have a baby. I can't deal with a thousand plants. But um, so basically, it's just like local people, like Button Lady, Grow a Tree in Motion, um, Cultivate the City. And a, a young lady that I met on Instagram called Shop Trash Palace. She's amazing. She sells all these weird and wonderful and unique plates, dishes, bowls. And we brought her in to sell like propagation stands, vases, stuff like that. Unusual mugs. I have a Miss Piggy mug from her. So is she the lady that brings in the the vases or um, the planter, like the ceramic? Weird looking. Yeah. Yeah. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're so unique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has some really weird stuff, and I love it. Yeah. Um, awesome. And so they've been helping us grow that way, and we've been helping sort of support local businesses. We're going to do another yarn swap. That's I'm planning that today also. And then we're going to expand to doing puzzle swaps. Oh, wow. That's something That's awesome. that I'm working with um, the Mount Pleasant Library on that to make that happen next so we can have, you know, incorporate uh, public libraries, which I think is very important. I wonder if you could actually, like, puzzle and board game swaps. Because some people might have, like, a board game that they just don't play as often mm-hmm. and be like, hey, maybe I could swap that. I don't know. Yeah. It's- yeah. I mean... I love board games. I mean, growing up, my dad and I played Monopoly, and we oh, played yeah. um, cards of all kinds. And like, little, I've got little Japanese board games. My parents lived in Japan when I was a kid. So I've got all kinds of weird board games. So every now and again at home with boyfriend, I'm like, let's turn the TV off and have, like, mm-hmm. game night. Mm-hmm. And I love it. So mm-hmm. that's definitely something I'm going to come over and try out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Oh, if you haven't seen the collection, it's amazing. It is amazing. I've, I've, I've literally been at, been, been at Red Bear and spent so much time trying to decide what to play that, <laughs> that, that like, I almost oh, ran out cool. of time to like do anything. <laughs> so what we've also tried to do is to educate our staff on the board games because there are you know we have people people come in and we hire them and whatnot and they don't play board games and we were like oh we we want you to be excited about these games and they're like Rrr. so uh, <laughs> we've tried to do a staff board game night where if you're off come on in have a drink or two, mm-hmm. and we'll play this game, and then you can be a little bit more educated. It's been a little struggle because, you know, if you're off, you may not want to be at your work. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, we're slowly growing it. That's slowly growing it. And I actually put it on our calendar saying, hey, we're doing a staff board game night. So if you want to come, just general public, come. We're edu- There is somebody there is educated and in the games that yeah. can help you. If you want to try something new, we can show you how to work that. So, yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to start trying to gather people to 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 go cuz I love board games and and we we're a board game family, but there it's so hard to keep up with new games that are coming oh, yeah. out. There's lots of games that I know I'd love that I've never been able to play. So I want to start like gathering people to just like hey, let's just go spend a couple hours and play something we've never played to learn to play it. Well, and uh Red Bear is a family friendly, so any age can be at our space. That's awesome. Generally. When we do our drag shows on the weekend, we do to become 21 and over. Sure. So. I think it's important to have it family, family oh, yeah. friendly for oh, yeah. breweries, really, yeah. is in this day and age. I think most are. I think yeah. they, yeah, most are. Within, you know, I think, I think yeah. plenty of, but a lot of breweries diff- do have do have times when yeah. it's like, we're family friendly until yeah. here, yeah. and then we become, which is perfectly reasonable. Which is, uh, that, that is the differentiation between a bar or just a bar and just a pub. They're, you know, they're generally 21 and over. Mm-hmm. But like breweries, we're like, no, come bring your family. Yeah. yeah, just come and do your thing. 
I grew up overseas with my family because my dad did you my dad's job. I couldn't have no. <laughs> Amazing, right? But when I was like seven or eight, we were living in Wales, and they'd go into the pub and give me money for the Pac-Man in the corner. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they figured out how if they played with a plug, you got free Pac-Man, and my parents were like. Yes! <laughs> Have fun, kid. And then, and then they taught me how to wash dishes to get free beer, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. seven years old. I don't think it was quite legal. But um, so when I grew up and I was like, you know, seeing spaces that aren't, obviously weren't bars, but why, why aren't there more children here? Because I was used to that growing right, up. And yeah. I think yeah. it's very important for community because you don't want to spend winter every day in the park with the kids when it's freezing. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, it's changed. And you really want to get out of the house. It, it's changed. I mean, so my, I have a daughter who's going to be 19 soon, and she's my only child. And there's a group of parents that I was talking about, mm-hmm. all our group of friends. We all had kids the same age. That's how we got sure. to be friends, right? Sure. Our kids were played together, and then they've grown up. And we now, you know, we go to breweries and see kids running in, and we're like, there was like, you know, like <laughs> there was had, no place for us. We had nothing yeah. like this. Like yeah. we would have yeah. to do everything. We'd find somebody's house to go and have a play date, mm-hmm. and then the parents would sneak drinks in the, in the side because we felt bad about it. Mm-hmm. Mommy's juice box, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so when we started going to breweries and seeing kids, it just it was. I mean, we were a little envious. Yeah. Uh, we were born in the wrong time, I guess. But, but I love it. I mean, I yeah. absolutely love uh, seeing families mm-hmm. at breweries because there's no other. There's really. I mean, it, it goes back to the whole community concept there's really no other space that that parents can take small kids to uh and the kids can have fun playing games or you know a lot of the spaces just have things whether it's cornhole or whatever for the or kids just space in general or just space to, to, yeah. just, to yeah. just be there and the parents can sit yeah. and have a great time yeah. you can't do that at a restaurant no you can't do that at a bar yeah. there's not a lot of like you said you don't want to go to the park when it's cold I mean, in the spring, that's nice, but yeah. but again, most breweries have outdoor spaces too mm-hmm. for for kids. Not all, but um, so anyway, it's it, it it the whole child and family thing really does solidify that co- that community concept because families are always a part of a community mm-hmm. and and being able to have spaces where families can come during the day. I mean, you know, go to, go to most breweries on a Saturday morning and it's families. The you stroller know? brigade. Right. Oh, and then yeah. as it gets later and later in the day, the families peel off mm-hmm. and it starts to get – then you hit the millennial hour. <laughs> well, but then you hit the old people hour and then, <laughs> and then they clear out and then the millennials come rolling It is in. fun to watch the like, like, transition of the groups of people that come in in general. Yeah. It's just fun. My favorite is a sort of earlier around noonish. On the weekends, like dad comes in with the kids in tow because he's grocery shopping. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. I, de- I a four pack of beer is definitely groceries, but is. but mom's also like, you know what? They're out of the house for an yeah. hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do what with you want. With the kid, do yes. what you want. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we do. We used to. We would have a group of men with children that came. Yeah, it, they came as a group mm-hmm. with their kids. None of the wives or whatnot were around. And they just hung out at the brewery with their kids. I'm like, yep. yeah, have fun, yeah. Have, have at it. In that line is last year for DC Beer Week, um, for the first time ever, there was a fun run. Yeah, oh yeah. That, you know, went from Right Proper in Brookland to Red Bear, mm-hmm. and it was. It, it, there were kids all oh. over that. It was so many families, kids with strollers, kids on bicycles. Spoiler alert: the fun run is coming back. Yay! Yeah, yeah, Yay! Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's. I want to ask you guys, are there any other breweries that you know of that you think are also – obviously, we can't have every brewery in this tiny little recording studio. So there, are there any other breweries that you know of or brew pubs that you know of that you think are doing interesting things in uh, in this sort of community kind of thing? 
I like who's telling what's it in this group that um like don't bring politics to the brewery. Yeah, that's yeah, what, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you just said that. But I do like what uh, Denizens. They are very political. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that because they just had a Pete Buttigieg like fundraiser this past weekend. Right. I'm like, that's really neat. I like that. You know, I, I fell on into it. I didn't know it was happening. I just kind of fell into it. But I'm like, that's nice. It's like it, that's still part of the community as well. Yep. Bringing in uh, something they're very passionate about yep. and bringing in like-minded people. I yeah. think that's great. I I, I applaud Denison's for that. So. Same, same yeah. here. And of course, you know, Julie Verratti, one of the co-founders uh, and owners of Denison's, was actually a candidate yeah. for lieutenant governor mm-hmm. of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Right now, Wright Popper are oh, doing yeah. mm-hmm. the crowdsourcing beer. Yes. I saw that, yeah. Which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. Along I mean, with, uh, I voted. They didn't yeah. take my vote. You know, did, my vote didn't win. <laughs> but um, I love what they're doing there. And I think it's fun that they're engaging people mm. to, you know, help create a beer. Yep. Yep. And that was that the idea for that came about at an event that we did, DC Beer and Right Proper, uh, with Black Brew Movement. Are you guys familiar with oh, Black yeah, Brew yeah, Movement? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we did an event. We did a DC Beer did a collaboration. DC Beer, Right Proper, and Black Brew Movement did a collaboration beer called Cuffing Saison, which may still be on tap at Right Proper Proper uh, in Shaw. And during conversations around that day, that idea came out. Okay. Um, nice. And and I love you're it. an influencer. <laughs> Not me. Um, I love what Bobby Bobby Bump's doing down yeah. there. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, he's good yeah. people. Doing great stuff. I would also do a shout out to DC Brow. I love what they do with the Pride Pills. Yep. Yes. The, the artwork uh, competition. It just launched. Just launched. Yeah. So yeah. if you're listening to this and you're an artist, you definitely Absolutely. Should, should should consider submitting some artwork. Uh, although yep. this year they're not doing a pills. Oh, right. But it's been traditionally pills. Traditionally yeah. Yeah. This, been the this year it is different. Yeah. This year they're doing a the sparkling, I mean the the... Hard seltzer. Hard seltzer. Yeah. But still, but that's, but it's, that's that's a that is a wonderful community thing to yeah. do. Yeah, no, no, I, I I applaud them every time they do. Yeah, I love and that the artwork that artwork's been amazing. Yeah, I've been, just loved everyone. It really has. Yeah. yeah, so it really has. Most every brewery I know is doing something along these lines. Oh yeah, you oh, know, yeah. like everybody is starting to really think about not just. I mean, you know. Sure, everybody does bingo. Mm. You know, there there are things. You know, everybody does live music at one point or another, or, or an open mic night or something. I was told that we are the only ones that are doing drag bingo in this in the city. As far and as I, I think know, it's true. I think, I think it's it is true. true. Yeah. I, Wait, no. I think Denizens might be doing a drag bingo once a month. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I think I know. It's either drag trivia or drag bingo. Earlier this week, I was with Julie, and we were talking about that, but I can't remember if we were talking about bingo okay. or trivia. Right. But they I, definitely. Yeah, I like, should stop by. You should. <laughs> you should. I need uh, to get by. Yeah. Yeah. She was. Uh, this is. This may not make it in the show, but we were talking about this, and she said they tried to do it in their Riverdale Park location. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And the community there was less enthusiastic. <laughs> just didn't know what the hell was going uh, on compared yeah, to the yeah, Silver yeah. Spring near Tacoma Park where yeah. people just are, you know, just love it. Yeah. Um, so different locations have different communities is Absolutely. I guess what I'm trying to say. And Absolutely. you do just like you all have to make the beer that the public wants to buy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you have to build the community around the community mm-hmm. that's there and, yeah. that, and, that wants, and that wants to be there. So different locations do have to think differently. I'm just about really it. glad what we did. Clearly, the community is loving it because yeah. they, they come and enjoy everything. And we, you know, it's always a gamble. 
you just don't know yeah. what people are going to want or be interested in. And it's a lot of trial and error and stuff like that. So I'm just happy what we've done in the last year. I can't believe it's been a year, too. I know. I know. Speaking of which, well, let's, make, <laughs> let's do a quick shout out for that. Um, you guys are at Red Bear celebrating your one-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And that will be March 7th. March 7th. That's yeah. essentially a week and a half after this episode's coming out. Mm-hmm. So uh, check that out. Uh, go to redbear.beer to find out what's going on. We've got yeah. music. Mm-hmm. We have a DJ. We have a drag queen. We have a giveaway. First hundred people show up at the door. They get a giveaway. It's fantastic. It's, I'm not telling you what it is. All right. uh, we open our doors at 11 uh, okay. a.m. A- a- mm-hmm. It's a Saturday. And we have an ice sculpture again. <gasps> Ooh, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. So nice. it's, it's going to be an all-day party, so come in when you can. We've got a music band. We've got uh, the DJ at night. So it's going to be fun. That'll be awesome. You guys yeah. have anything coming up that we should know about at Three Stars? we got our Illuminati party yep. this weekend, mm-hmm. our Funkin' Home Illuminati party. Awesome. Awesome. we got a couple of funk festivals coming up, but dates to be determined right now. TBD. Check in dcbeer.com and find out more about that. Um, a couple other things that I do want to let folks know about. Uh, first of all, Hopfest is coming. Oh, yes. Uh, at DC Brow, uh, all the breweries are going to be there. There are still tickets, but get them now. Get them yeah. now. Get, now. get your Hopfest tickets now. Uh, DC Beer will be there. Yep. We'll have a table. We'll be giving out some swag. So come join us for that. And then the other big thing we need to let folks know about is Saver, uh, May 15th. Tickets are on sale for Savor, the Brewers Association's big annual food and beer pairing event. If you haven't heard the episode of the DC Beer Show with Chef Adam from uh, the Brewers Association talking about Savor, go back and listen to that episode, which came out last week. So thank you both very much for joining me today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've had a blast having you I had a great time. I think we could sit here for six hours chatting. We we, we (laughs) truly, truly could. So Lynn Holland from Three Stars, thank you for coming. Everybody be sure you check out their uh, plant swaps coming up and uh, the yarn swaps that you'll be putting on and all the events that you guys are doing there. Brian Vandenover, thank you from Red Bear. You're very welcome. We're so glad you guys came. Remember, you can get all the information about everything happening in the D.C. community around craft beer by going to dcbeer.com and particularly follow us on the social medias at D.C. Beer. Until next time, always remember, drink good beer. 